I've only been doing it 30. <laughs> Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so glad you could join us today, which is January 17th, 2018, a whole new year of great programs coming to you. Our guest today is Dr. Robert Weil. We're very, very pleased to have him back on our show. He was with us a couple years ago. And one of his most favorite subjects to talk about is our feet, Now, to give you a little background on Dr. Weil, he's practiced sports podiatry for over 35 years, and he's treated some of the best, just the very best athletes in pretty much all the sports. So he'll be giving us some background on that. And then once I bring him on our show, we'll just let him chat chat about whatever he feels like it. (laughs) Welcome, Dr. Weil. Hey. Happy New Year. The sports doctor's in. How can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to be back with you. Well, I think, again, uh, your little uh, premise, which is uh, everything in sports starts with the feet. You know, again, as a sports podiatrist, of course, that's my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's a theme theme that runs through. Uh, my radio show, The Sports Doctor, even though we talk about everything from concussions to nutrition to all aspects, holistic medicine. Uh, but I thought that we would touch on what we talked about the uh, last time, again, which is the importance of the role of our feet, whether you're a walker, whether you're a golfer, whether you're a serious uh, uh, athlete, or whether your son or daughter is a serious athlete. And you want to stay out of trouble and uh, be the best you could be. Uh, that's what the sports doctor is all about, Denise. Well, a lot of times we don't think about the importance of our feet, uh, especially if we're playing a specific sport. We just kind of go get fitted for a shoe and off we go. Uh, it's a point. But if you think about the foundation of all movement starts on the ground. So once we start getting serious about a sport where we're uh, running and jumping, where we're changing direction, where we might be doing all sorts of balancing, you know, I've been, I've been putting ortho, uh, orthotics and figure skates for almost 40 years. And uh, my, my real poster boy grew up in this part of Illinois. Evan Lysacek was the 2010 men's Olympic gold medal figure skating champion. I can't believe it. it's eight years. But he was 10 years old, Denise, when we put orthotics in his skates. So, again, the role of – yes. 
uh, I'm still putting orthotics in 10-year-old figure skaters' mm. skates Mm-mm-mm. for balance and alignment. Uh, and your feet affect everything else. So the old song that everybody knows, hey, the foot bone's connected to the ankle bone's connected to the knee bone. <laughs> it's true. Um, and it's not lucky if you said to me, you know, uh, uh, any persistent lower extremity problem, whether it's your back, your hips, your knees, or your feet ankles, any persistent ongoing postural problem, many times foot mechanics can make a very, very big difference. It's like the new Dr. Scholl's commercials. They got it right. Where they're talking mm-hmm. about my knees, my back, my feet, and they're talking about shoe inserts. Really interesting, isn't it? Sometimes you- it's also simple foot problems that we're all familiar with, Denise, uh, whether it's hammered toes and corns and calluses, whether it's bunion deformities, the dislocation enlargement of the big toe, whether it's women in high heels and those kinds of concerns, uh, the uh, podiatry, things as simple as, hey, what's the best shoe for you to be in for your particular foot type? Um, that's a little more, again, like then you said, you throw my shoes on and I run out the door. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a touch. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember there was a time when I was into running and all of a sudden I started having knee pain. So I went to a podiatrist and he fitted me for them also. How'd you do? Pain went away. Good. I, I, you want to be, you want to be a commercial on my show? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, It's a, it's funny. But it's an interesting stat. I spoke about it. You know, I had a live show today. I had the uh, head of operations of physical, physical therapy and balance centers. They're in like 35 states in the world of uh, physical therapy. And I had a sports trainer on. But again, one of the things I was mentioning was that over the years, over 50% of the females I see, they're not all superstar athletes. They're everybody else, walkers, runners, people who are active. 50% 50% of females uh, are knee problems, and I'm a foot specialist. So your point, which was that uh, uh, with knee problems in running, that they paid attention to your feet, is a important one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the only well, factor, but it's important. True. One. I mean, they, they discovered that one of my legs was just a little bit shorter than the other one. Common. You know, if, mm-hmm. if we if we took 10 people off the street and we measured their leg length, we would find probably seven or would have some discrepancy. That could be, for example, imagine one arch collapsing more than the other. It could be the pelvis tilting up and down, or it could be the shape of the lower legs. So it is not unusual that we could nitpick some type of slight shortage uh, uh, in, in uh, relationship once we start um, jumping and uh, maybe running. Or if we're talking about, you know, I have a 13-year-old daughter. She's playing soccer every day. Her shins are hurting her. You know, should mm-hmm. I look at her shoes? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, the answer is yes. Um, the... Um, my upcoming book that I mentioned uh, briefly, hashtag Hey Sports Parents, 
which is coming out this spring, I have a chapter not only on shoes. I have a chapter on orthotics, but I have a chapter, Denise, that I call the prodigy sports. And this is uh, things like gymnastics or figure skating, even tennis and soccer, where you have 10, 11, 12-year-olds, and that's what they're playing. That's what they're Mm -hmm. concentrating on, and they're specializing. And this is a a big challenge when it comes to um, the fact that youth sport injuries are an epidemic level. It's off the charts, the kinds of overuse and sports-related problems, usually because of schedules and pressures to play. Another Mm -hmm. one of the chapters in my book is drugs and youth sports. It's a big concern. Oh, gee, my daughter takes two Advil twice a day just to play volleyball every day. Uh, what about that? So really? These are, yes. These are things um, on my show, The Sports Doctor, that we talk about all the time. Even the mental stress of uh, youth sports uh, and mm-hmm. the fact that there are um, lots of what are called repetitive motion injuries. Yes. Because you know, the, the young boy or girl is using the same part of their body all the time consistently. Every sports therapist Denise, would say, we want this young boy or girl playing a lot of different sports, and that's the choice. We'd love it. The reality is, in the prodigy sports, <laughs> it's a tough sell. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is what these kids, this young dancer, this is what she loves. She's 11 years old. She's a gymnast. Uh, you know, when you see somebody in the Olympics and we're very excited because of course the, um, winter games are coming up next month. It's one of the great times where you see the best in the world. And, uh, it's just a great time to enjoy all sorts of different sports. And again, in the time warp, I just can't believe it's eight years since Evan won the, the gold medal, uh, and, and uh, uh, boy, I, I still share his 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, you Absolutely. really should. It was a, you really should. I, I always will. I told him I'll be showing slides of him doing a quad jump till he's 80. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the Winter Games going to be held? They're in, well, this is, uh, you got to catch up, girl. In South Korea, well, one of the biggest stories oh, in the oh, world. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah, yes. I have. Yes. Yeah, I, I, for so, some reason, I wasn't tying it into them being the winter yeah, games because, well, because it's it January not, here. Yeah. Yes. And believe it or not, there it is with all the political whatever mm-hmm. on top of everything else. Um, but one of my points is by the when you know, you might be watching gymnastics in the summer games. We might be seeing some one of the sports where you'll see a 15, 16 year old competing on the world level. And you know that this kid was five, six, seven years old when they started. It ain't for everybody. Mm -mm. And Mm -mm. the, uh, uh, again, the mental side, uh, I have four or five different mental experts, sports psychologists, child and adult psychiatrists. And the book is tremendously positive with you sports and Hey sports parents. Uh, But the mental stress side and the burnout side, and like I just mentioned, sports, uh, youth sports and drugs, uh, this is where it starts. 
you don't understand, Dr. Weil. This kid has got a championship thing coming up, and they're mm-hmm. taking over-the-counter mm-hmm. medicine. And <clears throat> it's okay if it's supervised and it's limited. Uh, but the, this is one of the challenges of these um, serious uh, kids. And, and only about two and a half months ago, Denise, on the front cover of Time magazine was a little young little leaguer. Um, and the headline was the $15 billion a year youth sports industry. Uh, and with that kind of money comes all sorts of crazy stuff and mm-hmm. uh, trying to trying to uh, prevent and deal with problems is, uh, uh, as you can tell, is a passion of mine, um, both on the physical and mental side. So we're, we're exciting about, uh, you know, paying attention. Um, Heck, I've been talking about childhood obesity for 20 years on The Sports Doctor. So mm-hmm. you have a lot of mm-hmm. um, things that we pay attention to. And, the, uh, again, the foot fits in <clears throat> in almost all aspects. Um, health and wellness is such a big topic. You know that. That's what your show is all about. True. And people want to be active. Um, mm-hmm. The best medicine in the world is exercise. And walking is some of the greatest exercise in the world. If you did, if we all walked every day for an hour, we wouldn't have any obesity. Uh, And you can't, you can't do these activities if you've got foot problems and if Mm -hmm. you've got foot related problems, it gets in the way. So this is where we mix in with the everyday health and wellness side of, um, Hey, the sports doctor's in, how can I help you? (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. My son has a friend, and he's an avid mountain biker. Mm. He has very unusual shaped feet. Most shoes just were killing him, just not working out at all. And now there's a company wherein you mold, you put your foot in a mold, like a plastic, what is it, Paris um, mold. Right. And that's you send how it I mold them? for orthotics. <clears throat> yeah. Well, okay. The, and you send you send it to to this shoe company, and they literally make you a shoe. <laughs> yes, but a I have news shoe. for you. I have news for you, Denise. The the ideal shoe fit and size is one of the major keys, and those kinds of molds are helpful. But joint position and the correction of the joint position, which which is what an orthotic is all about is even another step up. So if, uh, and who is this young boy? Is that your son? Uh, he's a friend of my son's. Oh, friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if we were to see problems continue, then you got to look at the biomechanic alignment. Uh, a lot of times we'll see a young kid and he can't tolerate any shoes because he might be so flat footed that he's rubbing abnormally and everything. And even if I fit you ideally, I'm not controlling the force that causes the problem. Uh, so uh, I'll throw that out as a, as a uh, preventative uh, uh, hint. Mm-hmm. If uh, Hopefully he does great. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he's done some competitive um, races lately. Yes. I haven't heard well, any, anything you, about his feet. Well, here's what's interesting. Uh, think about a mountain bike. 
and uh, think about the strategic position of the feet on the pedals. Mm-hmm. And in many instances, again, when people would say to me, what are you telling me? You put orthotics in the shoes of equestrians who are jumping on horses? And you'd say, <laughs> yeah, because they're balancing in a crouch position in the saddle on the stirrups. So stirrups, sometimes, right. again, we'll see in a high competitor uh, that the alignment and the type of shoe and what he's using in the mountain biking um, like I talk to some of my young snowboarders, uh, any way you look at it, though, tell them I have a hint for him. And that's strengthen your feet and ankles no matter what uh, you want to be doing. And you can't go wrong. It's still too often neglected. The actual strengthening using rubber bands on your feet and ankles, standing on unstable surfaces, um, my newest sponsor, Denise, is called the Sand Dune Stepper. And the Sand Dune Stepper simulates standing, walking, and balancing in the sand. Unique strengthening uh, for the feet uh, uh, and ankles. But if you said my daughter plays tennis, or if you said my son's friend is a runner, or if you said, you know, I'm going back to jogging, Dr. Weil, what mm-hmm. really makes sense, I'd be saying to you, Work your balance, Um, whether you're three or 93, balance strengthening is such a major key uh, and very, very safe. And again, on my radio show today, where we were talking with physical balance centers, this is why they're paying such attention in physical therapy today, because prevention of falling is a big deal with our Mm -hmm. Seniors, mm-hmm. seniors and, and, and super seniors. And ironically, uh, we, we use the same discussion if your son's the best athlete in the country. And we're talking about how can I strengthen this kid's balance? How can I really uh, make him a step quicker than we're saying um, pay attention to those feet and ankles? Where do they find the actual exercises for the feet and ankles using rubber bands? Great question. I, you know, there's a thousand physical therapy centers. You can't go two blocks without seeing a physical therapy group. They would be okay. glad to teach somebody. If it's a school kid, I tell them absolutely that the athletic trainer in their mm-hmm. school can show them a very simple, easy way of again example if you imagine and again it's a thin rubber band so that somebody's doing good resistance where if somebody's pushing down against the rubber band like the mm-hmm. accelerator of the car they're strengthening their calf muscles if the rubber band is attached to something in front of them to the ball of the foot and they're pulling back they're strengthening all their shin muscles mm-hmm. if they turn the ankle in or turn the ankle out so those four simple exercises done properly along with saying, hey, you know those BOSU pieces in the gym where you could stand and on these unstable surfaces and the tilt boards are great ways to um, strengthen every muscle you have. Every time you stand on, imagine yourself again balancing on a mini trampoline. If we had muscle sensors on your whole body, They'd all light up, Uh, whether it's your butt, your back, your hips, your legs, 
as you're trying to stabilize. Uh, so these are the kinds of two areas, and I write about it in the book when parents ask me, you know, what are the things we should really pay attention to mm-hmm. with my son or daughter, regardless of the sport? I'm saying, number one, of course, I'm prejudiced, but I'm saying, number one, strengthen those feet and ankles, and number two, work balance big time. I don't mm-hmm. care what the sport mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. and the, uh, at, or, or whatever level. Uh, when we're, we're interested, again, in youth sports, we're interested in preventing problems, um, as we are, in anybody's age, it says, you know, Dr. Wall, I'd love to walk an hour a day or a half hour a day, but my heels are hurting me, you know, or I've got arthritis in my knees or et cetera, et cetera. So um, uh, the uh, being in the right shoe, even being fit properly, Denise, um, <laughs> believe it or not, yes, <laughs> believe it or not, even with sports oriented people, over 50% of us aren't fit properly in the shoe we're in. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Hey, you know, I order them online or I went to the store and the sponsor of mine for the past four years uh, and just recently they're doing some other things, New Balance with mm-hmm. sizing. So we tell parents and we tell you as an individual be fit properly, and the great place to do it is a walking or running shoe store who really has the ability to fit you properly as well as match maybe the best walking shoe for you if you have flat feet or if you have high arches. Or But when you sit down, you say to yourself, half the people aren't fit properly. I find, um, I find that... <laughs> Uh, still an amazing statistic. How prevalent are uh, flat feet? They're 85% of the problems that I see, what, whatever we're looking at, um, the flat foot is 85% involved. Uh, conditions like plantar fasciitis, which is one of the most common problems we see, arch and heel problems, most commonly is, is uh, And we would say pronation is a term that involves the uh, flattening of the foot and the shock absorption mechanism of the foot as we first step down. Uh, and so flat feet is really a, a lay term, uh, but it's probably 85% of the problems we see regarding those knee problems or those shin problems. That doesn't mean you can't be a champion with flat feet. It just is often a weaker link. And this is what's interesting, Denise. Most foot mechanic or foot types are inherited. So a lot of times we'll see this kid is pronated or flat-footed just like his mom and just like his grandma. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. she's got bunions just like her mother. And she's got hammer toes. So very often um, we're talking about pay attention, uh, parents, to their own foot mechanics, gee, this kid is bow-legged just like his father, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 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 But many, many postural problems that are persistent, uh, whether it is, uh, uh, you know, fatigue uh, and uh, overuse is related to that pronated or hyperpronated foot where it flattens too much. Just in general, again, when you hit the ground with your heel, Pronation allows you 
to dissipate shock, which might be half your body weight when you hit on your heel. If you start running, you could double and triple it. If you're one of my figure skaters doing triple jumps, you could be hitting the ice with eight times your weight. It's amazing anybody survives it. But mm-hmm. accompanying pronation of the foot is torque and rotation of the knee and a tilting of the hip. Again, to absorb impact and to shape mm-hmm. to the ground. Once you bear weight, once you pass over the foot, the job of the foot now is to be a spring-like lever system to push you off. And the flat foot many times doesn't get in the right position at the right time, so you strain the arch or the shin, etc., cetera, uh, by not having the uh, a foot in the right position. So very often an orthotic, its role is a foot positioner, not an arch support. When we're talking about, hey, man, this kid's two steps quicker because he's lined up his alignment. Uh, and when you look at a reason why some of us develop arthritis, joint wear and tear as we get older, a lot of it is malalignment, which is mm. why chiropractic and strengthening and ruling things out like your leg length and seeing, you know, if mom and dad have joint problems in their knees and feet and their kids, they should be paying attention early, see podiatry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and see, you know, what is the best shoe for my son or daughter? And um, uh, what about the role of orthotics? especially if they are active or if we have a long time history of, um, but again, I use the term when done properly, you, know, mm-hmm. you walk into a sports store and there's four rows of, of uh, foot supports and it's advertising with uh, so many things on TV. As a rule, podiatry is truly the best discipline to look at the possibility of an orthotic or that relationship um, regardless of um, uh, 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 one of my Facebook pages last week was my 102-year-old author patient, Marie Frost, and her new book uh, that she has my picture in. <laughs> and she's my oldest wow. orthotic patient. She said, yes. Wow. So sometimes, again, we'll see that uh, the uh, proper shoe and posture Uh, The older we get, the more we pay attention. And this many times is inherited. And uh, sometimes we're not aware of that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A thought came came to mind, kind of taking us back to the flat feet. Was there a time where the military wouldn't accept men in if they had flat feet? Yes. No, you're you're right. Now, Donald Trump got away with bone spurs. (laughs) You know, ah. foot bone spurs. Uh, but, uh, yes, it was considered such a weak link that the flat foot uh, was a deferment. It then became apparent that although a weak link, you could, you could be a champion athlete. A lot depended on the flexibility of your tissues, the strength of your muscles. But you are right. Uh, uh, that was considered a deferment all those years ago. Uh, and the matter of fact, along the lines of the military, the term March fracture was a term used for the foot fractures that were being seen more and more often because of all the marching that they had mm-hmm. to do 
mm-hmm. where um, again the uh, uh, foot stuff became such a big deal when you're talking about soldiers and boots. Now, that's not a deferment. No, well, because the uh, I don't think any of that rules it out. You know, without there being a draft, that's when the the, uh, the deferment was a, uh, oh, a big right. deal all that's those right. all draft. those years yeah. ago. Yeah, so yeah. that would not prohibit uh, anybody. But again, I think the pertinent point is is the sure. so-called flat foot probably again is is a good two thirds, three quarters of the foot problems we see in one regard or another. And I think many times chiropractic would also agree. See, because the uh, podiatry sings the song, like I was telling you before, mm-hmm. foot bones connected to the ankle bones, connected to the knee backbone. My <laughs> chiropractic friends sing it opposite, the backbone mm-hmm. connected to the knee bone. And many times we meet in the middle. Uh, but again, they have uh, many low back problems. If your shock absorber is faulty, like I was just describing, your ability to absorb impact is faulty, which is much more common than uncommon, then you're going to dissipate this stress and back problems become a real big deal. Um, If there's anything more common than back problems, you've got to show it to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just such a, a major which is why physical therapists have told us for years about the core and the midsection and the importance of uh, my longtime sports medicine colleague, Bob Guida, trainer of champions, kinesiotherapist, when he would talk in the late 70s about the core, medicine didn't know how to spell it, (laughs) whether it had Mm -hmm. one R or two. Uh, We've come a long way, baby, I think, in the understanding (laughs) of how these things come together. Have you ever heard of, say, elderly people that complain about burning on the bottom of their feet all the time? Oh, yes. Well, what is that? One of the, one of the scourges of our culture is diabetes. Um, the whole uh, scourge of, uh, uh, from amputations on down, podiatry has always been one of the professions Ironically, the other part of the body, the eye doctors, who would see diabetes first because of diabetes effect on the very, very small capillaries and nerve endings like our eyes or our feet, where somebody would say, you know, my, uh, my feet are falling asleep on me. Neuropathy mm-hmm. is a very big deal. The loss of sensation, uh, the loss of sensation could not only be, gee, my feet are burning. Uh, gee, you know, I've got numbness. Uh, numbness could give us all sorts of balance problems. So the uh, one of the scourges of diabetes, and again, our society, going all the way back to childhood obesity that I told you mm-hmm. I talked about for 20 years on The Sports Doctor, uh, where this is a, a lifestyle-related nightmare mm-hmm. uh, with the sugar and our diet. Uh, they even had to change the name of adult onset diabetes because there was now children involved at 12, 13 years old because of these dietary out of control uh, uh, situations. So the numbing of the feet or neuropathy 
is one of the major, major, this is not an easy problem. Many times it's the next to impossible problem to deal with, uh, although physical therapy. I can't imagine. And It'd be so other hard types to of deal treatment, with. Uh, it can be very difficult, but there's a lot of very, very good treatments. And again, foot positioning, foot type becomes also very, very important. The prevention of amputations. Oh. Diabetes, diabetes affects our ability to heal, our ability. Mm-hmm. So the whole, the whole world of wound care um, in the past 20 years has become a huge industry in podiatry and other professions in this tremendous contest to prevent amputations, catch these problems early, proactively try to deal with this before it even gets a hold of that individual. Uh, but numb feet is a big deal. How about and burning somebody feet? Definitely, want, definitely wants to check that out. So is the burning feet, which might be one of the first symptoms, again, of a diabetes-related, not that there are other, other, uh, aren't other medical uh, conditions yeah, causes, that might but, be yeah. involved, some of it even being biomechanical, again, mm-hmm. where um, constantly stretching that arch because of a flat foot, and all of a sudden now I'm getting all sorts of nerve irritation, mm-hmm. a la burning. But when you mention burning, what lights up with me is diabetes, millions of not only diagnosed diabetics, but pre- and undiagnosed diabetics. And this is the lifestyle, uh, uh, good old U.S. of A., uh, (laughs) where, uh, you know, one of the big pet peeves on my show for years is the United States, Denise, is one of only two countries in the world that allows this badgering of prescription medicines being advertised on television and the banging away of this normalcy that everybody's got some sort of condition and diabetes Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest high blood pressure, all of these other kinds of things that, and we all knew as we grew up that junk food and fast food was what it is. We all knew that what we Mm -hmm. didn't know was that the good old all American diet and food pyramid was poison. (laughs) This, Right. was a shocker where we woke up one day and a third of our children are obese. And the consequences of this is mind boggling uh, with the problems. Uh, well, it with, is. Um, and it, a lot of it, a lot of it is technology driven. Uh, true. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless, unless Gotta, you have your children in sports, when are they getting well, any exercise? Well, here's the big, great point. But organized sports aren't for everybody. And often organized sports, when you think about it, when you're in elementary school, everybody plays. When you're in junior high school, for the most part, everybody plays. When -hmm. you're in high school, hardly anybody plays, and everybody else is on their cell phone. Mm -hmm. So the key here uh, is not sports, it's fitness. It is Mm -hmm. having children understand that exercise is the magic uh, bullet for attitude, for feeling good about yourself, for self-esteem. And even if that means walking with the family every day, or if it absolutely means that you're interested in the sport, that's great. Uh, But that you understand 
uh, that um, being involved uh, and being active, uh, one of my, a couple of different times on the radio, I've had Fitness One, or Gym One, rather, on the radio, uh, the ability to exercise in a door jam uh, with uh, ranges of motion <laughs> and different weight uh, for uh, uh, the idea of children having fun and the idea of them understanding that they, they want to be active and that the, uh, they want to be, uh, again, even walking. I wrote an article 10 years ago, believe it or not, called Let's Get Them Walking. And mm-hmm. it was all about, again, the childhood obesity. I was screaming about, can't we get these schools from kindergarten up to routinely include a half hour of walking, rain or shine, every day, indoors or outdoors, routinely, and then I realized what it took to change anything in our schools. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely a challenge uh, in, in that regard. But the physical activity is such a big part. Uh, not that it can't be sports, but realistically, organized sports isn't for everybody. And by the time you're in high school, uh, are not competing, so intramurals or uh, et cetera. Um, The uh, the amazing irony also, Denise, is there seems to be a gym on every corner, doesn't there? Um, True. Or or a physical therapy clinic. You can't go a mile without seeing a Mm -hmm. physical therapy clinic. Mm -hmm. And yet if you sit down and you ask me what kind of shape is the country in, the answer is we're in trouble. Big trouble, mm-hmm. uh, and it's an amazing and and the the advertising whether it's the drugs, um, again, um, the pain pill epidemic. With um, uh, even in sports, where after an injury and the uh, somebody gets opioids and they get painkillers, the United States has five percent of the world's population, and we take eighty percent of the pain pills. Mm. or more than that. And we have a culture where every day you are watching television. When I have guests on from around the world and we talk about this, they think we're nuts with the allowing of RX drugs being bombarded every day so that our whole society thinks that I need a drug for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the uh, therefore... Um, the, uh, and again, the pain, the pain killing stuff starts early in youth sports, the routine use of the over the counter ibuprofens or naprosins or aspirin, um, again, in, in that regard. So it's a real dilemma where on the one hand, it seems there's so much awareness and education involving activity, how important it is, and weight management, uh, and the fact that we're still sort of losing ground uh, when it comes to the percentage of adults and children who are overweight. Do you know, um, when we talked about childhood obesity, I had experts on. uh, One of them was the author of the movie and the book Fat Boy Chronicles still available, I think, on Netflix. And it was all about the torture this young guy went through growing up fat and heavy, et cetera, 
But what I learned having the author on, Michael Buchanan, was that the number one reason of bullying is weight-related. Number two is the uh, disabilities. Mm -hmm. And number three is sexual orientation. But number one with bullying is the fat-related crap, pardon my French, with kids. Uh, and, and that's so the uh, uh, this is why um, we continue to push this topic. The challenge still today is having PE kept in schools routinely. Um, and uh, it's still a real challenge. We can't afford dollars and cents to have millions of diabetics and overweight people with the heart disease and the high blood pressure, we can't afford it um, healthcare-wise. So now I covered all the topics of the sports doctor. Let me see here. <laughs> yes, you did. We're Absolutely. almost running out of time. Really? Yeah, it's really gone fast. Well, we got our points across. You know, again, we're I think again you really getting did. back. Um, Tell the audience, the um, Dr. Robert Weil, tell the audience about your book that's coming out and where they'll be able to get it. I Okay. And the my live show is called The Sports Doctor. Right. The past four and a half years with Healthy Life Radio, wonderful station. Now my show's going live with bbsradio.com. Every Wednesday, 3 to 4 Central Standard Time, call the Sports Doctor. Uh, the, my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, people could go and listen to radio shows from 10 years ago. They could see a lot of the different guests we've had on, what the topics were. They can go to newspaper articles. They could read one of my uh, hot articles, Denise, which is called Women in High Heels. Um, facing the challenge and they could read about everything from choosing the right shoe to the importance of foot ankle exercise, etc. And I want to add that one of our biggest educational avenues, Denise, is Twitter. I've gotten so many guests on Twitter. We have about 34,000 followers on Twitter at SportsDoc, D-O-C Radio. We publish three, four times a day constant health, wellness, sports medicine information uh, uh, on Twitter mixed in with who's on the radio or when we're on. If they went to Twitter today, they would have read about uh, our particular show that we're doing right now with you with um, uh, Health Media Now. So uh, Twitter is an exciting place. And um, I'll have to have you on for sure sometime in the future and talk about all the different guests and topics you touch on. Um, thanks for uh, being part of the team, kiddo. Okay. Thank you so much for coming back. Dr. My Robert pleasure. Weil, take care. You too. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. That wraps our show up for today. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back again next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Till then, please be well. Bye-bye.
We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?